Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic. Just had a run through the town completely naked, and it felt great. Ah. <laughs> I don't... It's negative one outside today? Oof. I ain't going outside naked. That sounds like I don't think recipe. you should go outside at all. Mm, I, if I had my druthers, I wouldn't, but sometimes you gotta go out in the world and do things, Matt. You say so. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content, uh, monthly, uh, uh, see, bi-monthly uh, bonus episodes, weekly episode reviews of The Simpsons, plus we've been doing Rick and Morty anking the hill once in a while. All kinds of stuff. Encourage you guys to check it out. We have a person to thank, Matthew. Ah, one of the best people in the world. Good to know. Absolutely. Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Whoever you may be, Dylan, we thank you. <laughs> On to this week's episode, the last episode of Season 9. It is Natural Born Kissers, Episode 5F18, originally aired May 17th, 1998. Written by Matt Selman, his very first episode. Uh, Whoa. He, he would go on to write many more and be a showrunner and executive producer for the show. To this very day, still works on it. Has, and has said that he will, he doesn't ever want to leave the show. I frankly think he's probably usually the most consistent and best writer on the show uh, in the latter day of The Simpsons, I would say. Uh, this is directed by Clay Hall, and this is the only episode Clay Hall ever directed of The Simpsons. Wow. 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 <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot do it now. Anytime. <laughs> nope. It's just that's it's just it's just that forever. Owen Wilson. Uh the chalkboard gag. I was not the inspiration for Kramer. No. No Bart. I would uh, I'm now I'm confused. Bart is not the inspiration for Kramer. Although they're both troublemakers. That's true, but Bart's a little more intentional. Uh Kramer was always just weird for the sake of weird. I don't I feel like the character of Kramer is actually very internally self consistent. I don't think he ever does things for attention. That's true, but he's internally consistent, but his behavior, when compared to the outside world, is um, a little on the weird side. Okay, that's fair. Uh, the couch gag, the Simpsons appear as frogs on a lily pad. Have we... Is that new? I don't think so. <laughs> it feels like we've... Although we... I don't... Who knows? We might have... I, I've seen a lot of... I get it mixed up in my head between the the real Budweiser frog commercial... The time when <laughs> The Simpsons made fun of the Budweiser Frog commercial, and then every other time, other shows have also made fun of the Budweiser Frog commercial. And I never remember, and by this part of the season, I am always forgetting which couch gags I've seen for the first time rewatching the show, or just because I've seen it before because I've watched the episodes before. So I don't know. I feel like we've seen this one already this season. Uh, let's see. The show finished 29th in the ratings. And the Nielsen rating of 8.8, .8, approximately 8.6 million viewing households. The fourth highest rated show on Fox that week following The X-Files, King of the Hill, and Alec McBeal. So, fourth again. Usual suspects lately are those three. Yeah. Mower, been like that for a while. Mower's, like. Mower's place in Beverly Hills and R210 have been... Alec McGill has usurped their positions on the, uh, in, the, in, the top, in the top spots for Fox. Uh, the episode begins. It is Homer and Marge's anniversary. Their eleventh anniversary, uh, in fact, and they are going to be—they're—they're they're going out to the Gilded Truffle to celebrate. It's—it's—it's it's all very sweet. It's very fancy. It is. It's it, what happens when you're old. I guess. I mean, 
Matt, we're not. We're kind of their age. You and yeah. I, we're, we're the, what we do. We're kind of as old as that's true. That's exactly it is exactly what I would do for an anniversary. It's just like, let's go to some fancy restaurant and eat expensive food. So, but I mean, exactly. I, and I don't mean, I mean, I mean, sweet, like this whole episode is kind of that way. It is actually, it's very earnest about the, their relationship and about their marriage. It, it is, it is very much, it is n- neither one Homer nor Marge are like necessarily doing anything wrong. No, there's just it's it's what happens is, is people are dirtbags. <laughs> Sorry, not dirtbags. They are um, bored. They get used to each other. Bored. There you go. That's a good way of putting it. They explain later on. I just I I think it's just this whole episode is very like I I I real I forgot the exact like the exact nature of it. I think, and every time we come back and rewatch them, I'm often surprised by episodes because I've. I've aged, and now, like I just said, I'm kind of Homer and Marge's age. And so often, episodes that are about, like, oh, their relationship is in trouble, it's because one of the two of them has done something wrong. And after a while... Usually Homer. Almost always Homer. Mostly Homer. It's, like, 97% Homer. But... When it's not either of their faults, really, that I don't know. It's it's a nice, it's refreshing. It's very much like, oh, it feels very real and honest. They're gonna go to the Gilded Truffle. Uh, Homer finds a pamphlet for Frank Graham's funeral in his suit jacket. Asked what whatever happened to that guy. Oh, poor Frank Grimes. Hard to say. Grimy, I believe, is how he liked to be called. Uh, Grandpa was supposed to show up to babysit. He never showed up because he went to the Flanders house instead. Though, where's Ned and Maud? That's my question. Hmm. Did they leave Rod yeah. and Todd alone? Or Grandpa showed up and they were like, hey, free babysitter. They took advantage. That doesn't seem like Ned. Sure it does. He doesn't take advantage of people. Um, so, because there's no no babysitter, Homer and Marge have to take the kids. Um, so they don't go to the Gilded Truffle. Instead, they go to... A, a restaurant that is on an airplane. Does this actually exist? I have to imagine somewhere in the world it does, but uh, no thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is on. It is a restaurant that is inside a, a an old airplane. I didn't get. Did they ever name the restaurant? I, I didn't, don't think so. I didn't so, catch no. it. I didn't see it. Um, but it is not the nice and earnest and lovely romantic dinner that the the they both wanted it is loud and noisy and shaky and terrible okay folks this is your pilot speaking if you'll look to the left side of the aircraft you'll see homer and marge samson who are celebrating with us today their 11th anniversary <laughs> so hang on while we dip our wings to this happy couple <laughs> Hey, Jose, easy up, huh? Sorry, we were only hired to park cars. Right! This is the best anniversary ever! <sighs> what were you saying, Matt? I was going to say, this is basically what it is to be a parent, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It is, the kids are very happy in this dumb restaurant. I think, I think I probably, as a kid, would also be kind of like, oh, this is, this is weird and fun. Like I'm eating in a in an airplane on the ground. Um, I imagine all the food is airplane themed, and all the f- waiters are dressed like flight attendants or pilots. I I bet. 
That's my guess. I, yeah, my... and I just I just don't imagine that. Uh, I hope they didn't use actual airline seats because those are horrifically uncomfortable. Well, hmm. I don't know. I don't know necessarily everyone they thought it out that far in advance, but the. It doesn't matter. It's Homer and Marge are miserable. It's very clear. They both you see them look out Homer looks out the window to look at the gilded truffle, which is very near very close by. And there's a a a, a couple there, and they're having a, like a, a younger couple, it appears, you know, a conventionally attractive couple, like eating a romantic dinner. And it, it I really like the fact that they choose Homer to be the one who looks out and sees them and is wistful. Yeah, because normally you think it would be Marge, you know, like, oh, she's not getting the life she she wanted. But uh, no, no, it's Homer too. Yeah, I think the fact that it is both of them equally, and they don't necessarily paint, oh, it's the husband who is bored, or either one of them actually, like, it is very, like, authentic, and, like, Homer and Marge do love each other, uh, and they're comfortable with each other, and that's actually part of the problem a little bit, is that they're comfortable with each other. Uh, They go home after the dinner's over, and they've had... Forks dumped on their head, in Homer's case. Uh, they uh, open up their freezer, and they see uh, a slice of cake from their wedding uh, with a little, the little tiny plastic couple on top. Well, maybe our next anniversary will be more romantic. Oh, look, homie. Our wedding cake. You mean there's been cake in our freezer for 11 years? Why was I not informed? Look at this little plastic couple. Mm, so full of hopes, potential, dreams for the future. <laughs> hey, Marge, wouldn't it be weird if they had little parties at night? Wee little party. I'm going to bed. <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> Homer has a, a like really good lines in this episode. <laughs> They're... Well, yeah, he he has to make all the gags while Marge has to look wistful. Oh, I mean, I I feel like it's she he is. Uh, this episode is actually pretty serious uh, for a large part of it. Uh, so there's not actually a lot of room for like a lot of gags in it. Uh, yeah, they have to really like. I I kind of appreciate that honestly. I re- I like this episode a lot. Um, and I think I like it a lot because it's not trying to force jokes in where there necessarily shouldn't be jokes. Uh, it, it like it is an episode about this couple who's trying to like freshen up their relationship and it's it is like a a counterpoint in almost to uh grandpa uh, versus sexual inadequacy. Yes, which is sort of the same idea but that is a very kind of zany and cartoony episode. Uh this episode this is the serious version. Yeah, this essentially. is yeah. This episode is much more like it is still very zany and cartoony, especially in the third act. But from the like the the groundwork of it is actually very serious. And that episode isn't really about Marge and Homer. That episode's about Homer and Grandpa. Uh, this episode is firmly about Homer and Marge. So they see the little Matt. You put in our notes like you're incredulous that someone's had cake in their freezer for that long. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that cake have gone horribly bad by now? It's not – you're not going to eat it, man. It's not about eating the cake. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it'd be a frozen clump of nothing, but it's about, hey, it's our marriage. We got married. I think after – you're supposed to eat it after a year. That's what I thought. Uh, though my wife uh, chimed in to say that she thinks that some people also um, uh, eat like a piece. One bite per year. Yeah. I think some do that, but I would think after 11 years, the freezer burn would be so bad that cake would be inedible. 
But I yeah. would. I think in Marvin Marge's case, I think they just keep it to like look at it. I think it's just a a. Uh... A, uh, a, yeah, a, I can't imagine Homer knew about that and didn't eat it. No, exactly. I think he was. I think Marge kept it because hey, it's our it was our wedding cake. I think Homer just didn't. It was probably been buried underneath lots of other stuff for years yeah. on end. Um, so we cut to the bedroom, which we often do. You know, Simpsons episodes. <laughs> there's a lot of episodes where Homer and like Homer and Marge talk stuff out in their bed. Like it, and they solve problems in the bed. Uh, you know, pillow talk. And I, a lot of couples are like that. And I think that's a lot, very relatable thing. And they have, I, I, I don't know. It's gen- a genuinely awkward attempt at sex. Very realistically. Yeah. And uh, I really like it. You know, uh, it is a special occasion. Yeah. We probably should, you know, rock the casbah. Yeah. Seems like the thing to do. So, you're gonna... Oh, oh, did you want me to? Oh, no, no, I'm the guy, I'm supposed to... Uh... No, 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 I have my part in this, too. Um... I know, but let me get you started first. <laughs> All right, well, how's no... that? Ah. Homie, you got your your elbow and... Oh, sorry. Mm. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you want me to... No, don't do that. Well, we used to do... I know, but I don't like it. Ah. <sighs> you could cheer! Who's a good boy? He's the best boy. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> hey, Marge, wasn't that great when the dog came in here? Oh, yeah. He's really special. I love that dog. I love him, too. Good night. Good night. <laughs> yep, that's a good excuse. Might as well not bother. Yeah, it's just... I, I don't know. It, it feels a very like a very honest portrayal of married couples that have been married for over a decade and they're like yeah we probably should have sex it's our anniversary and then they're just both like uh ow my elbow's bad like just like it's very much like they (laughs) apparently they had a lot of uh censored notes like this is one of the very few episodes of simpsons like the simpsons famously were able to deflect a lot of attempts to be censored uh, I believe James L. Brooks, like in the very inception of the show, made it very clear that he didn't want censors uh, to touch the show, and that basically kept them safe for even to the day. I don't think there's not really anything that objectionable ever in The Simpsons, honestly. Yeah. But this episode, fame, like, is one of the very few that they were very. There, there's a lot of stuff in it where they're like, I don't like. They didn't want it, like, and so weird. I don't know. Like, like how there, prudish censors can be. Yeah, I mean, it's there's nothing in this that is, I don't know, there is a phrase, there is, later on we get the phrase ass-forking, which apparently <laughs> they really didn't like, but aside from that, like, it's all, there's no, like, they don't ever, like, gen, they have sex in on camera or anything, It's and there's, like, you see some butts in the, at the third act, but it's, it, it gen, like, I, I don't know, I feel like there's nothing in this that is, like, uh... I don't know, pornographic or anything like it's all like very, like everything in it is just to tell this story of like these, this couple that love each other and have been married for over a decade. And they are just trying to get back in the groove, trying to, and they're just struggling and it feels like it's very honest and real. And it's a, frankly, it stands out in this season of like, as the show gets older and we've, 
people talk about all the time is it leaves the the golden year. The go- golden years, the classic years, whatever people call it, it gets crazier and crazier and crazier and leaves like reality behind piecemeal and whenever it feels like it. But this episode, I mean, it does have Homer getting dragged from a blimp over a whatever. But the basis of it for the most part it's 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 it, realistic. Yeah, it's very realistic and a very real thing about relation like long relationships that I really like and it it does it it does it does the work. Um so <laughs> Homer wakes up uh, the next day and slips as he's walking into the kitchen because someone left the freezer door open. Who could have that? Someone. Someone who could Some- Who could that be? It's a mystery. Uh, Homer left the freezer door open, and there, so the motor burnt out and everything thawed. There's water all over the floor, so they have to go get um, a new motor for the for the refrigerator again. And that's also like everything in this is just so grounded in this monotony of them. Like, yeah, our refrigerator burnt out. Burn out. I guess that's how we're spending our Saturday. We're driving out to like the boondocks because it's the only person <laughs> that can repair refrigerator motors. Which that is 100% authentic. I remember as a kid having to go but ding having to go somewhere like like there's a the only place that will fix our tv is this weird little electronics store out in the middle of nowhere we have to drive no one fixes things yeah no one fixes things just buy a new one you have to go drive 35 minutes out to boondocks to for someone to fix your television fix the crt and so they're 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 driving out in the middle of nowhere to get their refrigerator motor fixed and marge asks Homer, uh, is that, is this how he envisioned his life? When we got married, is this how you thought we'd be spending our Saturdays? Driving out to the boondocks to trade in a refrigerator motor? Yeah, I never thought I'd live this long. Folks, is your marriage stuck in a rut? Can you even remember the last time you felt the thrill of romance? (laughs) Well, maybe you need a divorce. Call the divorce specialists now for a consultation and free tote bag. Tote bag. Can't get that tote bag. Homer Homer also uh, another great line. I didn't think I'd live this long. (laughs) Right? It's like, well, Homer, uh, there's a good reason to think that. So uh, they 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 see the turn, they turn, they get stuck in the mud. Uh, Homer is bad at driving. Um, frankly. He's just, he's bad at well, it. That's how you get out of the mud. You just floor it a whole bunch. You don't put anything underneath it. You don't try and dry it out. You just floor it. Yeah. Yes. Homer is well-schooled on getting uh, the vehicle. And unfortunately, he does not get the, 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 the car out. The car is stuck in the mud. So they have to make a run for it just as it starts uh, raining and lightning. And so they frantically sprint into the barn, which this, the person who has refrigerator motors is also a farmer, I guess. Yeah, totally. Or maybe is that a farmer on the same road as the refrigerator motor person, Esther? I believe. I would assume they're going out into the middle of nowhere uh, to get a, a refrigerator motor fixed. I, I assume there's lots of people out there uh, who have odd professions. They have farm or the media room. Hey, everyone needs a media room, Matt. Well, yeah. So th- as they are frantically running, we we cut back to 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 Bart and Lisa, who are with Grandpa. Uh, they find Grandpa's old mine detector, metal detector. Uh, and we find that Abe got the Iron Cross, which is a German medal. Uh, yeah, because of how many, how bad he was at his job. Oh, okay, I understand. That's the joke, huh, Matt? It sure is. That's the I'm smart. So, uh, that's the B plot for what it's worth. It's not. 
It's not very substantial. It it I don't it is merely here to fill time, I believe. Like he does it it feels very incongruous to the rest of this episode, honestly. Yeah. So uh Homer and Marge are running through the through the through the rain. They find themselves in this barn up in the, the, the loft. Um they're actually like find themselves excited uh again. Like the this danger uh has 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 awakened something. And just at the same time, the, the farmer notices that something is awry. Shh, we're trespassing. <laughs> Some of these farmers have pitchforks. Hey, Teresa, Steve, now who let you out? Uh, looks like we got us some intruders. Who's in there? <gasps> if somebody's in here, you're in for some serious ass forking. That was close. Very close. <laughs> what, Robbie? <laughs> that, that's that cow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, ass working is, is fantastic. It's a great name. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Homer and Marge are aroused by the danger, and the shock, they shock uh, a some 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 poor cow, who's like, poor little cow. I, I mean, it's a pretty big cow. Uh, but uh, with all that happening, we go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, Homer and Marge are back home, and they're much more lovey dovey than they were before. Before they were just kind of going through the motions. Now they're you know being the way. Uh, you know, newlyweds are, you know, they're, they're kissing on each other, making excuses to touch each other. Uh, it's, it's definitely grossing Bart and Lisa out, uh, because you know, that's their kids. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, is uh, this, this is where they have their, do they have, is this right here or later? They have e- e- their hands in each other's pockets. I believe that is later. Okay. That's later. That's why I wasn't sure, but it is the same sentiment of them being they're young. They're like in love again, young lovers. It's, it's cute. Exactly. It's it's cute for everyone who's them. Yes. Not as cute for everyone who's grossed out by their parents, a.k.a. Yeah. the kids. Yes, exactly. Uh, meanwhile, uh, in the backyard, uh, Bart and Lisa are looking for pirate treasure. What are we looking for anyway? Pirate booty, what else? Arr, now we bury the treasure. Uh, Captain... Captain, I know we usually bury the treasure, but what if this time we use it to buy things? You know, the things we like. We'll dig up the treasure in the seven yard. I've drawn a map on this cracker, which Polly will hold for safekeeping. So you see, there's treasure everywhere. Okay, here's the deal. Crowns and doubloons are mine. Snuff boxes and cameos are yours. Now, as for wands and scepters... It's a bottle cap. Jewel-encrusted? Yep, jewel-encrusted bottle cap. That's the one. Oh, Bart. I... Okay, no. Matt, I'm going to ask you a question. Did you ever have a metal detector face? I did not. Uh, I would have liked to have one, but they were kind of expensive, and I didn't care that much. I did have a metal detector face. Oh, really? I did. 
I I I got what, one. What did I you got, do with said metal detector? I, I got one for my birthday, uh, and I went and I took it to the beach. You know how much money I found on the beach? Twenty-eight cents. One shiny nickel. Ooh, it's amazing how much fun stuff you can find, and isn't it? Also, Matt, I want you to know. Okay, I want you to know there was no one cooler at the beach. Not one person cooler than twelve-year-old Robbie Chubby Robbie Dorman walking down the beach with a metal detector while everyone else was swimming. I was the cool, cool little kid. Don't, don't you dare doubt me. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. <laughs> oh jeez. I'm never. I don't know. I don't. I had. I had dreams of. I will find rings, diamond rings. People will have lost to the beach, and I will be rich. So I've never actually looked into how metal detectors work. They generally work on ferrous metal only, correct? Yes, I believe it's true. So you're you're never going to find rings or really in jewelry at all, uh, because most of those are based on gold and silver, which are non-ferrous metals. I was 12 years old, Matt. I, again, I do not. I don't know how much I have to point out that I was 12 years old. Uh. I, I think around 12 is when I had my telescope phase, where my parents bought me a rather expensive telescope, and I looked at through it like four times. So I mean, I, feel I, you. I used the metal detector more than four times. It just it did not. I found a lot of garbage, is what I found. Much like this is a completely like what they find before the <laughs> the movie canisters is 100 accurate. You find garbage, is what you find. Which you know that that's good for some people, I guess. I mean, I made the beach minimally cleaner. <laughs> minimally cleaner like that but you know metal detectors they're fun for kids they keep kids busy and from doing more horrible things. that is, and that is what that metal detector does both literally and figuratively in this episode it keeps bart and lisa away from the homer and marge plot <laughs> it does it really does uh, speaking of which uh homer is uh leaving from work and he's talking to lenny and carl uh who are basically um inappropriately appreciating Marge, <laughs> which, you know, maybe Homer's okay with that. Maybe Marge is okay. Well, actually, we're pretty sure Marge's not okay with that. Well, she pulls up and calls them perverts. Yeah, I was going to say, Marge does get a great line right there because they're like, oh, hello, ma'am. And Marge is like, oh, you perverts, which made me laugh really hard. It, I, it's it made really... me laugh really hard as well. Yeah. She's just being a little harsh on them. I mean, they were just literally the moment before talk, literally talking out loud about how she was in bed. I think it's fair. Well, yeah, I suppose, but you know, they're like, allowed to do that. It's just they weren't talking in their head. They weren't saying it in their head. They were talking out yeah. loud. They were saying the words into the into the world. Once you do that, you open yourself up for judgment. That's true. That's true. Marge is judging them, and her judgment is not favorable. Uh, the reason Marge is picking Homer up at work is because they're going to bed and breakfast for the weekend. You know, one of those fancy places. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a very typical bed and breakfast uh, from what I can see. Uh, it's it's obviously – it looks like a, an old person's house that they have rented out to other uh, old people. Uh, Homer and Marge get a nice room, and they comment to each other on the niceness of the room, and – Things don't go the way they expect. Are you ready to rock? Because here we go. Should we get started? Um, uh, no time like the present. Hmm, something's not right. Does this bed feel lumpy to you? Well, yeah, kinda. Did that butter churn just move? As if it did. What's wrong with us, Homer? Have we lost the spark already? No, no, honey. Maybe this will help. Hey, look at that. <laughs> oh, 
Lord! <gasps> I'm so sorry. I saw everything. Oh, my heart's beating like crazy. Mine too. Just like back in that hayloft. You know, the fear of getting caught is kind of a turn-on. There's that dirty girl I married. <laughs> Come on. I have a disgusting idea. Oh, it's a donkey. Shh. So yes, Homer and Marge finally discover what it, what the thrill really is for them. Uh, although I do take objection uh, objection to Homer calling Marge a dirty girl, and so, uh, he says I forget what he calls that what they're doing. Uh, it's just you know Marge and Homer uh, in the lightest kink possible. I mean, not really, Matt. It's pretty. I mean. They're in the same room as, like, some just random old ladies. It's not, I would say, medium light? Medium light. That's a good, that's a good phrase for it. I mean, I mean there, there's, are, there's uh, criminal. They will be certainly kicked out of the bed and breakfast and maybe arrested. So there's there's definitely elements of danger in there. It is just not normally the ones. I don't know. It's a, I think there's, it's, it's certainly more than, I don't know. There's, there's layers, I think. There's on layers but basically they're just they're having a good time uh that is slightly at other people's expense if the, they ever found out. in the tea room and then in the sewing room yes those those high society rooms of course i really oh it's a donkey i like it just i i laugh every time i just it i forget <laughs> every single time for, i'm like wait 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 i forget that you, that's what she says and then she says it and i go oh, i laugh i can't help it it's just well, it's because she puts in a piece, and you're like, uh, you should have known that was a donkey a long time ago. Oh, it's weird. It is. It is. Uh, when Homer and Marge get back home, uh, Bart, this is where they have their hands in each other's pockets. Uh, Bart right. and Lisa are first grossed out. Homer, of course, has zero shame uh, about anything they're doing. Uh, Marge asks him if he, you know, thinks what they're doing is wrong. Uh, he tells her absolutely not. He doesn't think anything he's ever done is wrong, which I, I wholeheartedly... Uh, we go back to Bart and Lisa, who are once again using their metal detector, this time in a field where they actually find something. This is it, Lisa. The mother load. Wow! An alternate ending to Casablanca. Bart, this could be priceless. Priceless like a mother's love or the good kind of priceless? Ah, uh, yes. The good kind of priceless. You know, the one that actually has a price. That's... I mean, that's Barty, though, in, a, in a, a phrase right there. I he treasures his mother's love. He does, but, you know, the good kind of priceless will actually make them rich. Do you want to Do you want to have a discussion about how, once you reach a certain level of comfort, additional wealth just makes you no happier, Matt? Uh, we've had that before. Okay. I, I think if you go back and listen to all of our previous episodes, you'll get that conversation somewhere. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> anyway, uh, slingshotting back to Homer and Marge, uh, they sneak back into the windmill where Bart was conceived. I, I believe Marge calls it uh, their old love nest, uh, where they proceed to do what they're doing, what they've been doing this whole episode. Uh, meanwhile, you Bart mean, and Lisa... You mean making love? Yes, making love. Dunna na, dunna na. Quote Homer. <laughs> You're very good, Matt. Like I said, we are Homer's age. <laughs> anyway, uh, what Bart and Lisa found was an alternate ending to Casablanca. Weird. I, I didn't know there were alternate endings back then, uh, but apparently there were. So Bart and Lisa watch it, 
And uh, I didn't pull this clip because there's a lot of visual stuff to it that you can, it's hard to understand from audio. But it's basically the ending to Casablanca, uh, where uh, Rick and um, Sam are, are watching Elsa and her husband fly off into the, the sunset to escape back to the U.S. Uh, when Hitler pops out of Sam's piano and is about to throw a grenade at them, when Elsa lands from a parachute and you know traps hitler in the piano where his own grenade blows him up and then rick and elsa get married and drive off to happiness uh yeah that's that would have been a much better ending right robbie okay i don't think Casablanca is as great as a lot of people do i think it's just a, it's a very good it's a good movie i think it's it's a it's, good it movie it's a very, very good movie especially for the time yes i don't but i no this that would not make a better ending for Casablanca. <laughs> I will I will indulge and answer that question like you meant it as a real question. No. Uh, Casablanca is a very good that film the like way it is. Modern romantic comedy. Yeah, that's very true. I it's it that movie's a good movie and it's good the way it is. And yes, people they shot alternate footage, extra footage all the time for old movies. They just got thrown away cuz there's nowhere to put it. So they they didn't keep it like we do now because there's no DV I curse there's not I, there's less and less people buying DVDs, so they're mine. I don't know where they keep all that extra stuff anymore, but I guess your digital copy of a movie can include the other features as well, if you want. Yeah, the good ones do, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, at that moment, uh, we meet old Jewish man, who it turns out is responsible for the alternate ending. Oi, 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 where did you get this, you shrunken old hag, you? I'm just a little girl. My studio produced Casablanca, all right? We tried to tack that happy ending on the picture, because back then, well, studio execs, we were, we were just dopes in suits, not like today. What are you talking about? I loved it. Ah, you're a sweet old gent to say that. This should be in a museum. Look, I'll tell you what. I'll give you 20 bucks to bury this thing again. This one, too. So, yes, uh, the thing he hands him at the end is the alternate ending to It's a Wonderful Life involving a killing spree. Uh, I'm not sure who goes on said killing spree, but, you know, maybe someday we'll find that alternate. Whoever does, may that makes that movie much, much, much better. Yes, that movie is bad. I, I, you know, at holiday season, Christmas time, it's me. I'm the, I'm the bad guy when I start screaming about how terrible this movie is and why we have to spend our time watching this terrible thing. And they're much better. I'm the bad, I'm the bad guy suddenly. <laughs> yes, like I said, much better Christmas movies. Die Hard, Gremlins. Go watch a good Christmas movie. Not Dark, not this. Uh, Dark Dark wonderful. City. Dark City. Also a good Christmas movie. Groundhog Day. Not quite, but the sentiment is there. Just the wrong time of year. Christmas can be in February. That's right. It can. Speaking of Christmas for us, uh, at this point. <laughs> Marge and Homer get the opposite of Christmas because their gift is everyone uh, starting to reach into the windmill uh, because uh, Homer wooed, I guess, whatever uh, rock well, ball. The ball and... didn't go out. The ball didn't leave. That's my question. <laughs> and that's a bad – I don't – I hesitate to ask the question because the, the only answer that actually makes any kind of sense is awful because no. – it didn't come out, but it probably just got like lodged underneath Homer's leg or something. I, I know, mean, but there are what, lots of. I mean, but he could just grab the ball and throw it out. Or, or when they realize people have discovered them, they could just start putting their clothes on again. Their clothes are in there with them. All they have to do is throw some pants and a shirt on. Done. All right, we can't. I guess we can't break. There's a lot of. Uh, there. Okay, it's they're in the middle. Of the throws of passion. They're, they're, you know, they're not thinking straight. 
the reptile brains yeah. are active and they're just thinking survival flight or flight they <laughs> gotta run mm-hmm. i mean they haven't got to that point yet but that is i think they're panicking you know they're oh, yes. what do we do they're panicking they, they, they panic after we go to commercial <laughs> so everyone every, there's a lot of people at this mini golf course by the way and nearby. Uh, apparently, this is like the, the one fam- family fun center in Springfield. That makes sense, I guess. Springfield would have exactly one, to be fair. They would have no more than one. I mean, you know they might have the old one that no one goes to anymore because it was creepy. I would say the only one they have is the old one that they go to because it's the only one. And it is creepy. Definitely probable. And you don't recognize that it's creepy because you're a little kid? And then... <laughs> When you get to, like, a teenager, you're like, wait a second, I was going to that this whole time? Man, that place is weird. But then you go on dates there anyway because it's still the only place. No? Am I Especially the only place you can afford. Like, I, I didn't because, one, I didn't date in high school with being ugly and all uh, and boring. Uh, <laughs> but it was also on the other side of town. So, you know, that, that was hard for dates. <laughs> you weren't ugly in high school. I definitely was. It, Remind, next time you're here, I'll show you some pictures. It doesn't. Everyone's ugly in high school, Matt. No matter what you think. Probably true, but still. So the solution there, they've decided that there is definitely something. The town has decided that there's something in there that's alive. They don't know what it is. They, I believe Miss Grimapo refers to it as uh, something stuffed into Play-Doh, stuffed into a uh, trash bag or something along that lines. Uh, someone thinks it's a bear, maybe, uh, in which they all go. They panic when they say smells like a bear. Smells like a bear. Mo has the bright idea. You know what we're gonna do? We'll smoke them out. We'll put carbon monoxide in there until they die. I guess, or at least pass out. There's there's probably a a brief window when they passed out before they're dead. (laughs) Yes, that's perfect. Yes, we just make. I don't know if Mo knows where that is, honestly. But he puts uh some uh some some carbon monoxide under there. Uh the the Homer. And Marge, in a panic, knock over the windmill, and the town is in hot pursuit. People soiled our green! And now they're out there somewhere, naked as the day God made them! Boy, I tell you, (laughs) they only come out at night. Or in this case, uh, the daytime. You've got to catch them! Think of the children! Won't somebody please think of the children! All right, all right. Here you go, boy. Get the scent. That's a shame. He had one day left to retirement. That poor dog. I know. Uh, he, he smelled Homer's underwear and then just... He, uh, he, he has to go into a long recovery. <laughs> he makes it, though. The newspaper then... He, he clings to life. I In my life, in my world, they're, they're all injured dogs have a full and healthy recovery, Matt. Eventually, yes. Okay. Yes. So, Homer and Marge are on the run. Uh... <laughs> They uh, duck and weave through town. It's uh, again, this third act is really heavily visual and it's really good. It's really well directed. It really does a good job of like making uh, like, again, we mentioned that the censors really didn't like this episode a lot. I'm sure that the implied and actual nudity was a problem, but the episode doesn't like make it sexual. It makes it very, it, it really does a good job of demonstrating the panic of Homer and Marge and how, what once was the thing that made them excited is now like, oh no, we're going to be discovered and be embarrassed and ashamed. And, you know, they're hiding behind bushes and fence posts and like all kinds of stuff. And it's really well done. And it, 
it, it's a tenuous line and they do a really good job of keeping it it's all about the panic and it's about with the, you know the music the the direction the animation all of it emphasizes that so they're they're darting weaving their way through town trying to get home uh, and they run into good old gil gil thank god it's you you gotta help us well, that's what I'm here for. I mean, you're young, successful, you're naked, you want a car with a radio, right? You kids like music, right? Ha, da 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 cha 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 Wait, 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 don't go! Ah, no, not today, not to Gil. I could taste that sail. I was in the zone. All right, man, those nudies are here somewhere. Fan out. We're surrounded, Marge. Maybe we should give ourselves up. But think of the scandal. Yeah, the British tabloids will have a field day. There's only one thing left to do. Grab on to the handles, Marge. Get him! Oh, they stole the balloon. I've been living in there. Well, just, you know, just, just till things pick up. <laughs> oh, Lord, my hot plate. I only had two payments left. Poor Gil. Yeah, he's living in the balloon, and he has to make payments on a hot plate. You're young, you're naked, you want a car with a radio. That's right, naked people love radio. <laughs> That's It's very important, you gotta dance. Um, so, Homer and Marge escape in a hot air balloon, because of course they do. Uh, and they are soaring above the town, uh, trying to get their way back home with the hot air balloon. Uh, Marge does notice that there certainly are, there's a bunch of people, have a lot, there's a lot of people with pools. In Springfield, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean, the, I believe a pool in the mid-90s uh, was uh, the, the status symbol of the middle class. So they're soaring below Springfield. And Homer, of course, slips and falls and is dangling from a rope. And just happened, they happen to cro- come across the Crystal Cathedral, a new church with uh, a glass roof. Now let us thank the Lord for this magnificent Crystal Cathedral, which allows us to look out Upon his wondrous creation. Now quickly, gaze down at God's fabulous parquet floor. Eyes on the floor, still on the floor. Always on God's floor. The noise. The noise is great, but I would like to point out, the Crystal Cathedral is is beautiful and all, but um, it would get really hot. They have a really powerful air conditioning uh, system in there. I would hope so because, man, I mean, maybe Springfield is not quite as hot as Florida, but even anywhere in the summertime, I feel like if you're in that Crystal Cathedral, man, it would get awful, awful they, hot real quick. They have that's, that's the, huge industrial air conditioning systems. Still, that seems like a waste. You could just you could have. I mean, they make special uh, roofing patterns that are are like that. They give you lots of natural light, but they're shaded, so you know you don't Matt, get direct sunbeams. Matt. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, there are actual churches that look like this in real life, um, so I don't. I, people aren't necessarily always smart. I, I know suppose. it's hard. It's hard for you to, to to understand. I understand. I know it is. But people sometimes aren't smart. Build things that are dumb. Suppose you're right. I know. So Homer and Marge are are flying over there. Homer gets dragged over the Crystal Cathedral. Eventually, he just he's begging, begging, please, Marge, take it down, take it down. So Marge takes it down. And they land in the football stadium. Homer does block a field goal kick with his butt. <laughs> Which was a trivia question, if I recall correctly. 
No, that was a one of our listener questions from last week. Uh, listener answers, I believe. That's right. Um, you, also in the notes, Matt, Town was putting a lot of resources into finding a couple of people who weren't even naked in public. I mean, they are naked in public. Eventually, uh, but you know, when they're caught, you, you know, they they weren't naked. I mean, basically, the, the Homer Marshall was like, um, "Yeah, we're in here. Can you guys just uh, give us a second while we put our clothes back on?" I mean, they're if you're naked in a private play like a private privately owned business i feel i have a feeling that's still illegal they could they could charge you with trespassing i suppose but the first offense is usually get off my property i know but they ran away and then they're naked in public well then they're naked in public so they shouldn't have run away this is a we're in a quandary here we're in a (laughs) circular so they they land homer blocks a kick with his butt of course it's the best i mean if you're gonna get hit with a football it's probably the best place um it's true they land in a football stadium. It's a little, not probably the best place to land. Uh, they, at first, are ashamed and embarrassed, and then they just kind of, like, accept that thousands and thousands of people are staring at their naked bodies uh, and taking pictures of them. Remember when people took cameras places? Uh, people still do that, just not as much. And I mean, actually, now people take cameras everywhere they go. No, I mean, like, explicitly just cameras and only a camera. It's not a part of another thing. No phone camera. Right. Well, I mean, they did. They did get there on camera day. They did. I like that they specify it's camera day, whatever that means. Yeah. So they're in the newspaper. Everything is blown up. Everyone knows what they did, and they have to explain it to Bart and Lisa. Because I want to explain about the stadium. You see, sometimes moms and dads get a little. Well, accustomed to each other. Dads especially. So they need to explore new ways to express their love. Scary ways, but we never intended it to end like that. With thousands of people staring at our naked bodies. All those eyes just leering and leering at us. (laughs) Who's in the mood for miniature golf? Ooh, I am. Yay! They're going to feel so silly when they realize they forgot us. What a great song to end on. I just wanted to include some clash in there. Uh, Yeah, it also is. It's a very good cut of Bart being so, so ignorant. And then... Immediately, we get rocked the cast ball. Uh, that's how the episode ends <laughs> with Marge and Homer not learning a thing about from their uh, <laughs> from their adventure. Well, maybe this time they'll be a little more circumspect instead of you know just doing it wherever. I mean, are they? Gonna, they say they allude to going back to the mini, the miniature golf course. That's true. They do. Uh, maybe they think no one will ever think we'll do this again. Or maybe this time they'll just make sure to leave a path for the golf ball or go to a different uh, hole. Or go, like I don't know, there there might, there yeah. has to be well, okay. There's always a castle in one of those holes. <laughs> Just go there. Regardless, that's how the episode ends. I really like this episode. I like it a lot. I especially like the all the awkwardness in the beginning of like and and how this episode treats them. It doesn't. It it takes it as a given that Marge and Homer love each other and authentically want to improve their marriage. It doesn't treat Homer like a lot of episodes treat Homer. It doesn't treat him like 
how a lot of sitcoms treat husbands. It treats who you know the generic like, "Hey, I'm a big dumb idiot, and I love my wife, I guess, but I'm not going to actually put effort into or or not even show that I care about problems in our marriage. I go, I work, and that's enough. And that's like the default a lot of times. And I'm fine with some of the, uh, some older episodes of Simpsons that do that because it like it does show Homer having growth at times. And like this episode actually fully realizes that in which. They've been married for 11 years, and they love each other, and both of them see that there's a problem, and although, you know, they're not going to counseling or something to improve it, they go do some stupid crazy thing because, of course, that's The Simpsons. But because it takes it all as a given that Homer and Marge are, like, at the same place in their relationship, I don't know, it it's refreshing. It's It's a good feeling when you see a show treat them as equals. It's it's true. Uh, this is we see a lot of uh, the problems in Homer and Marge's relationships, and and when those problems you know drive them further apart. I really like this episode because it is the opposite of that. It's where, like you said, they have the same problem, and rather than it, you know pushing them apart, it it brings them together where they they try and solve it together, uh, which is very realistic. A lot of marriages are like that. You have some problems that you know push you away from each other. In fact, most problems I would say, but there are a few that you you that bring you together. So this episode has two things that we really appreciate in Simpsons. It's funny. I mean, I think we both said there were several points in here where we laughed out loud. I mean, it's a donkey line period. <laughs> Just makes me laugh even now. And it's got a real situation that causes you to empathize heavily with these characters. And, and that's, that's something that Simpsons do better than almost any other show uh, is, is both of those things combined. And it's, it's way better than I ever remember it being. Yeah, I really I, – I remember all the stuff in that third act. When I think of my memories of this episode, I think of Homer being – Homer's <laughs> dragging across the cathedral and screaming out my ass. <laughs> and I always remember uh, Gil's hot plate line. That And I remember Homer standing in front of the little lawn decoration and you know, feeling nervous about it. <laughs> He's like, I feel nervous with this guy. I remember all that stuff. I don't remember – I didn't remember all that stuff in the very first act for the most part. I didn't remember how it treats them as a couple and treats them as a real couple. And, and like all that realism is more and more divorced from the show as we go on. But here it is like bla- glaringly, glaringly blunt about it and I really appreciate that. And it's not afraid to not be – not have that stuff necessarily be like Simpsons funny. All the time, like there's a really good punchlines in here, but the joke about you know Homer and Marge awkwardly trying to have sex on their anniversary isn't. There's not like a lot of like hidden humor in that. The awkwardness is the joke. It is very much, and it the realness is the joke of like, oh right, like this is what couples face sometimes. And I, I don't know, it's really good and way better than I remember. Yeah, one of the things I really appreciate uh, about this is this is awkward humor, uh, but it's good awkward humor. Uh, I feel like uh, one of the things that has become de rigueur in sitcoms especially is awkward situations that last way too long where they just want you to steep yourself in the awkwardness. It's like, no, awkward humor doesn't have to be like that. It can work really well where it's just, hey, this, this, this situation is awkward, moving on. It's like you can feel it, appreciate the humor and the awkwardness, and move on. You don't have to sit there and just – bathe in the awkwardness that's not funny that's just annoying the simpsons once again takes a standard sitcom trope and does it way better than anyone else we'll rank it out of the other show 
Uh, no submissions for my favorite episode. However, if you do have a favorite episode, you can send it to simpsonshowpod at gmail.com explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. Uh, and we can move on to our next segment. It is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I'll comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people were talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, if they liked it, uh, anything else that came up. Um, People were very positive about it, Matt. Which is usual, unusual. I mean, we, we rarely agree. Usually when an episode is really good, uh, there's at least a few people who just hate it. Well, I mean, there's a, there were a couple people. I don't want to paint it as everyone. But, I mean, 90, <laughs> 90% liked it uh, and liked it a lot. Although there were, among the people who liked it, they were like, the best episode in a mediocre season. Uh, or this is a, a, a bright spot in, uh, you know, there's a lot of, of talk about this season being down. Uh, of this, the season being not as good, of of being uneven, which is accurate, fairly enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not. I think that's you know we're finishing season nine, and I think we both recognize the fact that this season has episode. The it's not that there aren't good episodes in season nine because there are. There's there's a lot of of good episodes in season nine um i wouldn't say there's a lot of great episodes in season nine but there's definitely a lot of good episodes there's a, yeah there's a lot nine. of good episodes it's, it's kind of like uh the nowadays where it's about 50 50 i don't know about even that like i hmm, 50 i don't I, uh, hmm, we're gonna that's i don't want to put it like a hard number on it but i feel like it it's okay yeah it's yeah especially this season uh, in the season nine i feel like season nine actually is much higher than 50 50 i think i think there's it's probably like 80, 80, 20 or 90, 10 for season nine. Of That's like, true. But you uh, can definitely see the, the downward trajectory starting. Yeah. You start seeing little things here and there that become evidence of what, you know, people call zombie Simpsons uh, and, and things like, like you start seeing little issues here, like the little things. And it's never, it's never as bad as it gets, you know, especially in a couple seasons, but it, it's there. You could start seeing like, oh, they're doing this story again. Or, oh, Homer is a jerk in this. And I can't, I can't do it for this episode. He's just too, or this is kind of aimless. Like you see, it's just here. Like those little things like this is a little, little, you have to stretch a little bit further to, 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 to justify certain things. And I think the problem is that I, I think, it's largely accurate that this season is uh, more uneven than season eight or and certainly before, but the news group people were saying these things every season. That's true. It's just as the later seasons approached, uh, more and more of them probably went into the detractor camp or they stopped watching would be my, oh, yeah. I think that's probably another, like there's a lot of people who just wisely, I mean, if you don't like a thing, just disconnect from it, do some use your time on something you enjoy. Uh, but I, I think that's the 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 main thing when I'm looking at I'm like I, that's it's fair and I I think that's the I don't know I, I I think the show becomes more and more self aware of its fans and how they feel about the show as we enter the next few seasons uh fairly or or unfairly and I think that's the thing that stood out to me as I was reading the reviews of this episode is. They're like, oh, the season was bad. And I'm like, there's been people saying the seasons were bad since like season five or four even. Like very early on, people were like, this is a bad season. These episodes are great. These are bad. The news group who cried wolf. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel I it's a a strange relationship. Um, A couple other notes. 
Uh, the Iron Cross was a military decoration awarded for merits in the war instituted in Prussia in the 1800s and to German soldiers of the First and Second World War about 100 years later. Um, and furthermore about the Crystal Cathedral, there is a Crystal Cathedral. It's an all-glass church out in California somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. The Reverend Robert Schroller used to host a televangelism program from there and might still to this day. Also, if I'm not mistaken, more than one Crystal Cathedral has been built. So the Where of Springfield folks probably shouldn't pin Springfield's location to close to Schoeller's church. So more than one Crystal Cathedral, then. Wow. Good luck, people, in the summertime. Probably nice in the winter, though. Nice and toasty. That was it. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite Homer and Lisa moment? Uh, tons of great answers, as always. First from Mike. Uh, Lisa reading Homer's letter at the end of uh, Homer, H-O-M-R, about how Homer realizes how special Lisa is. Honorable mention goes to the end of Make Room for Lisa when Lisa realizes how much Homer does for her that he hates. Uh, so she goes with him to the demolition derby as thanks. Uh, from Sean. Going Lisa and Homer sharing a strangling on Bart in Miracle and Evergreen Terrace. Lisa, mm-hmm. no! Your hands are too weak! Uh, from Izzy, I have to say Lisa the Beauty Queen. As a father of a little girl, the sheer thought of my daughter thinking she's ugly breaks my heart. The fact that Homer goes out of his way to make his little girl feel better, including selling his stuff blimp, blimp ride, is truly heartwarming. Uh, from JD, uh, could you Homer? Oh, could you open the window? The police have Daddy's prints on file. <laughs> uh, from Sean, Mo, money comes and money goes, but what I have with my daughter can go on for eight more years. Uh, from Nick, at the end of Lisa the Vegetarian, when Homer says he'll give uh, Lisa a veggie back ride, it's a sweet moment when that encapsulates how much Homer cares for Lisa. Uh, from Chris, oh, and Lisa, I want to buy your rock. Hashtag Bear Patrol, no tigers. <laughs> uh, AJ, I love Homer's absolute faith in Lisa and Lisa the Iconoclast. He knows he isn't smart, but he knows Lisa is almost always right, and so he leaves all the thinking to her without questioning it. It's nice to see them together when they balance one another out. Uh, Cody, there's a big stupid animal I love even more than that horse. What is it, a hippopotamus? Uh, that's good. Tony at Hossam Rivers. Uh, Lisa playing her sax for a dad in the hospital during the April Fool's Day episode. Uh, Brian at Brian O. Brian o-, o-, o- uh, when Homer talks the other American Idol analog contestant into becoming Johnny Rainbow. Uh, privileged boy my dad could buy and sell you. I'm better than you. Oh, man, that was great. I can't wait for that episode. Uh, Brett at Blitzkrieg. Brett from Lisa. Uh, Lisa's first word, Homer. Say daddy. Homer. No, no, sweetie. Daddy. Homer. Uh, the one true braided at B Baker D, uh, B Baker, B Baker, uh, his, his answer, baboon, 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 baboon. Uh, he called me the ugliest, smelliest ape there was. <laughs> Tom at a kitten. Homer help, uh, helps Lisa bring B- Bart back from Tennessee at the Wigspear. Uh, Gregory G.B. Freeman, saxophone. Uh, Brendan, a funny film fan. The end of Lisa the Greek when Homer goes up to Mount Springfield with Lisa. Uh, Dankmus at Dankmus. Homer pushing Lisa on a new tire swing. Dad, it's filthy and the steel belts are poking me. Wee! Uh, from Lauren at L. Columbia 88. Homer and Lisa playing Truth or Dare uh, in Barton on the Road. I love when Lisa lets her hair down and it's fun with Homer. Uh, their time binding felt so genuine. Uh, hashtag Langdon Alger. Valerie at Rogue Bonsai. Uh, When Homer brings all his women women relatives to the house to show Lisa she's not stupid because she's a Simpson. Uh, Finally from Alex. Uh, Easily from Lisa's wedding, the ending when Lisa realizes how much she loves her family despite their flaws and how she embraces Homer and they walk out to the fair still gets me a little misty-eyed sometimes. Matt, what is your answer? 
all of those were fantastic moments. Uh, mine actually, though, is from the end of uh, Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. At the very end, where Homer says, I've made two decisions. I'm cutting off the cable, and I'm not very fond of any of you right now. Uh, because it perfectly encapsulates the relationship a lot of us have with certain members of our family, uh, usually our parents, but sometimes, you know, uh, people who are the same age as us, uh, where you don't like what that person is doing, but you know it's good for you. And that is a very special relationship not a lot of people appreciate or even get to have. And I think Homer and Elisa, that especially works for them. Yeah, I think I'm going to – these are all great answers. I I think I am going to go with – who was it who said it? Uh, the I mean, there's a couple people who had a uh, Lisa the Greek uh, and the ending of Lisa the Greek and and Homer's kind of realization about that Lisa cares for him and her love is more important than football or anything else and that they moment the momentary bonding they share there it, it, just because football season's over doesn't mean that it has to end and that him going oh I need to actually put forth effort too you know I need to kind of grow up. And it, it it's nice. It's him, Homer climbing a mountain for his daughters, uh, considering how hard it was for him to make it up to the murder horn. Is a, it's a monumental effort. Especially uh, for Homer. Especially for Homer. Next week's question, what is your favorite season nine moment? We, we've come to the end of season nine. Moving up to even season 10. But before we go, what is your favorite moment from this season? I'll post this question on all our social media, facebook.com slash the Simpson show pod, Twitter at Simpson show pod. And you can email us at Simpson show pod at gmail.com. Uh, next up, Matt, it is time for the no Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is Matt and I will each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. We have a wager for the season, which I have already lost. I must record myself recording. I must record myself performing a Trials of Horror segment that I have written. So I'm going to have to get cracking. That's true. And you'll, you'll have to recruit all the extra voices yourself. I think I'll, I can do it, right? I can do Elisa. I, I can do that. Sure. It's only eight minutes. I just, I just have, I'm going to have a lot of action, so I don't have to do a lot of voices. Yeah, you, you have a whole lot of uh, me describing uh, animation. stage directions. Yeah, a lot of stage directions. People like that, right? Yep. People love stage directions. Yes, of course. But just because I've lost doesn't mean uh, I'm going to give up. It will mean that he will make extra hard questions. Nah, they're, I am cons- I'm very consistent, Matt. Natural born kissers. Give me an easy question. All right, so your easy question. What animal guides Homer to the pyramid in the mysterious voyage of our Homer? That'd be a coyote. Guides Homer to the pyramid. Oh, to the pyramid. Oh, the turtle. There you go. I thought you, okay. To the pyramid. Yeah, I, I know. It's... Well, you're trying to trick me. I get it. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little. Okay, these questions are all from around Springfield, Matt. Ooh, okay. What does Bart buy for Lisa with his settlement money? Oh, uh... Bleeding Gums Murphy's uh, album Sacks on the Beach. That's correct. All right, your medium question. Who voices the main cool kid in Summer of Four Foot Two? Oh, uh, what the hell is her name? Um, can I? I don't. That's not. A, that's not an answer I can use. <laughs> I can't. What's her name? God dang it. Um, is it Sarah Gilbert? I'm sorry. It is Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Who's Sarah Gilbert do? Is she in this? She does the voice of somebody at some point. 
I have no idea who that even is. What am I thinking of? Oh, she was Laura Powers. Oh, okay. I got them mixed up. Dang it. She played Laura Powers. All right. I'm an idiot. Okay, your medium question, Matt. What two pills are offered to Bart by Lunch Lady Doris? Ooh, okay. Um, oh, man, that's a good one. Uh, the Bluebird of Unhappiness and oh, man, Manic Depressive Mouse. That is correct. Whew, that took me way too long. Dang. I don't think you get that. All right. What's my hard this, question? This hard, it, it might be a little too easy for you, but we'll see. Uh, what heroic deed did the dog who replaced Frank Grimes do to bring it to Mr. Burns' attention? I should know this. I should know this. It. I can't remember. I can't remember. It saved orphans. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it uh, saved a baby from a speeding train and pushed a criminal in front of it. Oh, right. The criminal. I forgot, the, <laughs> of course, the criminal bit. All right. Yep, criminals deserve pain and suffering. Yep. No matter what their crime. <laughs> We can't get into that discussion, Matt. Your hard mm-hmm. question. Mole Man in the Morning is on part four of a series. What is the name of the series? Uh, it is... I think it's exactly right, I'm sure. Uh, the Everyday Agony That Is My Life. You're very close, Matt. Oh, man. What is it? The Agonizing Pain in Which I Live Every Day. Oh, man. I, I was close, though. Good. You, you, you got the general sentiment. I'll give you that, but... You're, you beat me. You're, okay, final score, season nine. 60, Mac has 61 points. I have 51 points. 10 points behind. Double. It turns into double digits because, of, co- of course, it does. But I will say that it's actually the lowest either – well, no, I. it's the lowest you've ever scored, Matt. That's true. You've uh, been quite. You've been challenging me this uh, this season. This is you. Your previous lower score, lowest score was sixty six last season. Now you've hit sixty one. My but my previous lowest score was also last season was forty nine. So I haven't surpassed my lowest score yet. But we have done a lot better in previous years. But of course, I think some of those we had we've had guest uh, guest people on who have who have <laughs> padded out our scores a little bit. Extra, yeah, extra yeah. tests extra questions and give us a little extra points, but I have lost once again, but it's all right. It's okay. It's part of my burden. It's true. Well, even more work for you to do revolving around the podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's what I love. Just more work. It's always what I always wanted. So that'll do it for season nine trivia. We'll have more next year, next year, next season, next episode. <laughs> I can't talk. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. segment we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling episode of... <sighs> eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Matt, where do we put this episode? I don't know. Um, I have a question for you. Do you think this is the best episode of season nine? Uh, no. Okay. It's not better than the city of New York for Summer Simpson. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I forget. Hurricane Eddie was last season, right? Yeah, Hurricane Eddie is season eight. Okay. I'm trying to find our second highest rank from this season. I believe it's Trash of the Titans at number 40. Is this better than Trash of the Titans? Yes. I would agree, actually. I really enjoy Trash of the Titans. This is one of those episodes when I first watched it, I was like, yeah, this is cute, whatever. But the more I rewatch it, the better it gets. The more it feels real and the humor just feels natural. And it's weird. It's one of those ones where the B plot has nothing to do with the A plot, but still adds to it. It's 
it's, it's funny. It, it, very few Simpsons episodes, uh, especially in the later years, can handle that very well, and this one really does. So Trash the Titans number 40, where do you think? Somewhere between 18, the city of New York versus Homer Simpson, and 40, Trash the Titans. I would put this at right below A Fish Called Selma. Right below A Fish Called Selma. So at 26 new, then? New 20, it would be it would be 26, yes. So you're saying it's better than Bart the Fink? I believe it's better than Bart the Fink and just below A Fish Called Selma. Mm. I think a fish. I, think, I could be okay with I that. I say I, I I look at that and I think Fish Called Selma is a little bit better because I feel like they are there. I think it's a an easier place to compare um, with these two episodes because the Fish Called Selma is also like I think it shares a lot of similarities with this episode. Honestly, I think the Fish Called Selma is also about a relationship, a damaged relationship um, about two people, and like it's a weird. I don't know. Obviously. Selma and uh, Troy McClure are, aren't haven't been married for eleven years and don't love each other the way Homer and Marge do. But that episode also doesn't really cast aspersions on either of them. You know, th- it it paints them both as kind of these flawed, tragic figures that are like they put themselves in this position and then realize that, or Selma really realizes, like, no, she can't do it. And I think there's a little bit more pathos there. Uh, although it is still very funny and paints, it, it gives a lot of depth to Troy McClure. I think this episode is also f- like awkwardly honest about relationships, m- much like A Fish Called Selma is. And I just think it's... I, I think the B-plot is the only thing that brings it down. I think if the B-plot... If there was no B-plot or if the B-plot was a little bit better, I don't... I think B-plot is this is fine. It's, you know, it's charming and, and but ultimately not really need it it's not necessary but i think it's i would put it right below a fish called selma so right above uh bart the fink then you think it's better than bart the fink all right i don't i i think bart the fink is just a good solid hilarious episode with his commentary on fame and whatnot but yeah this this episode seems to have more of the the real relationships that the simpsons uniquely do well all right natural born kissers New number 26 on our list. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Uh, last place at number 191 is Homer's Odyssey. Won't be there forever. I promise you that. And now that we are done with season nine, we can move on to season 10. And our uh, first episode is Lord of the Dance. Ooh. Lisa Kudrow. Don't remember Lord of the Dance very well. I remember the lard part, I, th- I guess. <laughs> I remember the grease. I don't remember much of the... Uh, is, Lisa's, like, selling... She has juice or Kool-Aid or something. She's selling... I forget, I remember, like, bits and pieces of this episode. But we'll talk about it next mm-hmm. week. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Before we go, you can find me on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. Uh, please check out my other podcast, Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial finasse. It's about all kinds of nerdy things. Uh, uh, recently, I've talked to Matt about Harry Potter. I'm going to talk about some uh, some The Prisoner very soon. going to talk about some Stephen King soon. Uh, so I encourage you to check it out. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. That's true. Uh, due to recent political snafus, I will be traveling to the uh, the negative zone uh, where, you know, the the politicians are more to my liking. So uh, if you have any uh, questions or anything, just send them uh, care of the Baxter building in New York City. They'll send them on through and me and Nihilus will uh, answer them for you. People don't usually get sent to the negative zone for political snafus, Matt. I believe they were sent to prison there during the Civil War. I wouldn't call for those political reasons. That's not a snafu, though. 
not a snafu per se, but you know, it's a political reason to send somebody. And I don't. You, you trust the Nihilus? Well, you know, he's always got Blastar there uh, keeping him in uh, in in line. I didn't. Was that Blastar's role to Nihilus? Is his is his? He's like a check and balance system. Well, they're constantly fighting over leadership, so yeah, kind of. Oh, sorta. I, I get it. I understand. I understand where you're coming from now. Okay, uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. And keep watching the Simpsons. Shh.